guys, and welcome back to another episode of Spill the D. I'm Sabrina, one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined, as always, with my knowledgeable co-host, Gina. Knowledgeable. Okay, yeah, I like that one. So knowledgeable relates to our episode today because we are 101-ing it. We're having cool time. <laughs> I have never heard 101 used as a verb. 101-ing it. <laughs> I got my number two pencil, though. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm quite excited about this episode. We are talking about all things DVC. Disney Vacation Club, for anybody who doesn't know, it is one of my favorite topics to talk about. But we're going to be bringing in an expert because I am mediocre at best. And I am nothing. <laughs> for me personally, it is one of those things that I have looked at for years for the last, what year is it? 2022. So for the last like four years, it's been on my radar because I went to a timeshare kind of thing, a DVC timeshare thing in 2018 when I was in Florida. So it has been on my radar since about then I think my brother had gotten it a little bit before that so he kind of stuck it on my radar too so it's been a lot of research here and there and I'm so excited to hear from someone's mouth because hearing it from someone's mouth is so much easier than reading it the only reason I knew of the DVC before I met Gina was I used to live in Hawaii on Oahu which is where Aulani is and my friend and I used to sneak onto property to get Mickey's premium bars and we got pulled over <laughs> not pulled over but pulled aside to see if we wanted to check out a timeshare and we looked like a couple and so I was like just play with it we're from Maryland and Ooh. so they toured us around a little timeshare and it was really cool and then when we left that room we had like lays on and things like that. So it felt like we belonged. And I was like, oh, we can stay longer now because they think we're here. <laughs> Pretty sure you could have toured it anyway because they want you to see it so that you stay there. That's but true. I'm sure you had a great time and that's all that matters. Oh, it was so good. Always a good time. Anything Always Disney related. It used to do if you went to those Timeshare Expo things, you got a gift card for every person in your room who was there and ice cream when you left. And they were awesome ice cream sundaes. So good and free. Aww. Well, I got a free lay, and then I had to pay for ice cream, so. That's all right. Lays are cool, too. That is cool, too. Yeah. And we got to see Mickey in his little Aloha outfit. Love it. <laughs> are you ready to meet Sam and talk to Sam all about Disney Vacation Club? Was that for me or for everyone? <laughs> that was for you. I mean, okay. you. Are you ready? <laughs> the Who's ready? Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> I can't hear you. You hit so high of a note, the thing went blank. It is late at night here in ye old Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't tell by my sleepy ha-has. I am quite sunburnt, and I felt it all day at work. Everyone just kept going, it's because you're sunburnt. Thanks, in case I couldn't tell. Thanks. Okay, guys, so we are here right now with Sam, or as you might know her on Instagram, she is at DVC Millennial. Sam, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. We're so excited. We've been talking to Sam about coming on for a while. We get questions. Sometimes it feels like daily. It's usually at least weekly from people about Disney Vacation Club. It's usually after we talk about it on an episode that's when the questions start pouring in and we answer them but it, now we get to really like let all of the listeners ask any question for you and you get to answer them yeah <laughs> it's the best combination of the three of us mm -hmm. i know little to nothing about the dvc 
Gina knows more than the average Joe about the DVC, and then Sam is our DVC expert. So this is a great way to talk about it that way. Going to have a little bit of everything coming in here. Yes. I'm excited to find out what I know that is completely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, you know how you can like, you're like, I've been told this is right. Oh, wow. Cool. So I'm excited. So this is basically DVC 101, DVC for dummies. (laughs) (laughs) I like for dummies. For dummies, yeah. This is even um, for dummies. The first question that, of course, everybody and myself has is, what is the DVC? So DVC is Disney Vacation Club. It is Disney's version of a timeshare, but it's not like your normal timeshare program that people might be used to, where you stay at the same resort, the same week for X amount of years. So what's different about Disney Vacation Club is we book everything with points. So each year I get a certain number of points and I can use them to book whatever DVC resort I want, whenever I want, for as long as I want. So it's extremely flexible that way. So my membership allows me to go to Disney World three to four times a year, usually for like four nights. So I get pretty good mileage out of it (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) you said member so explain that a little bit more yeah so everyone that owns Disney Vacation Club we're called members so DVC member is kind of the hashtag on Instagram if you want to learn more like see other DVC members so when you buy in you get um, well we used to get a physical membership card now it's digital, so it's on your phone, but it'll have like your member ID on there. And if you bought director resale, just different things so that when we pull out our card, like the cast member kind of knows our affiliation to DVC. Now, Sam, how old were you when you started DVC? Because you're pretty young now. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yes. <laughs> so my 30th birthday was yesterday, so I don't feel super young. Happy birthday. <laughs> But I bought into DVC in February of 2018. So it was just before I turned 26. And I had been saving up, like I had the savings goal that I was going to save a certain amount of money, even though I worked for a nonprofit at the time and made like no money. (laughs) And (laughs) when I finally hit that goal, I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do with this money? Like I knew I wanted to do something to kind of treat myself. Disney Vacation Club had kind of been in the back of my mind from a couple times that we had gone and stayed with a family friend who was a member, but I still didn't know if I could really make it work for the budget I had at the time. So I did a lot of research, like a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of different blogs. And then I finally just bit the bullet and talked to a vacation guide over the phone. I had my points in my account on February 14th. (laughs) So it was extremely quick at how it happened. And then I had my first trip booked for that August. So it's kind of been go, go, go ever since. That's Very crazy. Cool. That's awesome. Are you also an annual pass holder because of the DVC? Yes. So since I bought directly oh. from Disney, I do get a discounted annual pass. So it used to be called the Gold Pass, which was only available to DVC and Florida residents. Now it's called the Sorcerer's Pass and like the same rules apply. So I've been an AP ever since I bought in just because for me, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, instead of buying tickets every trip. 
especially if you're going like four times a year, four days, like that's, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. And we have a lot more blackout dates than like the first level of out of state pass holders, but it's weeks that I would never go anyway, like Easter. I think there's a couple days around Thanksgiving and then the week between Christmas and New Year's. So those are weeks that I never go anyway, because it's just madness down there. So mm -hmm kind of works. <laughs> and then just so our listeners know, you are not from Florida. So where are you from? So I live at the Jersey Shore, the one that was on MTV. <laughs> um, I live near Atlantic City. So I'm not local oh. to, to Florida at all. <laughs> okay. I've had a lot of thoughts about this, but I have a girl that works with me who actually is a DVC member and her home resort is Aulani in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. How do you pick it? And is it like the Polynesian is going to be more than like something else? Yeah. So each of the DVC resorts differs in price. Some of it is based off of how old the resort is. Some of it is based off of like how many points they have to sell at a particular resort. I will tell you that right now, Alani is on the cheaper end just because DVC hasn't sold out of it yet. So they want to keep that price low to like incentivize people to buy there. Same thing with Riviera. Riviera right now, I believe is selling for 185 a point. And I don't think that price has changed yet, but it will probably change sometime this year. Whereas like the older resorts that are considered like sold out. So DVC doesn't have a ton of points left to sell. Those will be a little higher in price. Right now, I bought into Old Key West back in 2018. And I paid one fifty five a point, and now I believe it's up to two fifteen. <laughs> so oh, it's a little right. on the higher end now. Right. <laughs> but, but I remember they don't have enough to sell you. Like they don't have a lot to sell you. I remember going to one of the vacation club. I know that there's a real word for it, but I'm going to call it a sales pitch. When you come in <laughs> and then they give you a gift card on the way out, kind of thing. Yep. And they try and get you to to buy it. Because I just wanted to know about it. And one of the things that they did clarify was the price of the point changes, but the value of the points will never change. So, Correct. so like Old Key West, I'm just going to throw a number out there, really off. I might have 100 points total that that has to offer. So if a studio is 20 and a one bedroom is 80, it'll always have to equal 100. So if they make the studio 19, the one bedroom will have to be 81. So like the value of the points doesn't change. So Correct. Perfect. So each, each year, DVC will put out the point charts for the following year. Usually members kind of get to have a little feedback on it of, well, you raised the one bedrooms a little too much and the studio is a little too much. So we can kind of make our voices heard on that. And usually they will get adjusted like to what nice. the members want. Um, but yeah, the value of the points doesn't change. Like Old Key West rooms, I believe, start at like nine points a night. And that's for your like cheapest season in your studios. And that number generally won't fluctuate very much. Now, what DVC has done in the past couple of years is we used to have what are called travel seasons. So there used to be five. So how much your room was going to cost would depend on which season you traveled in. And the seasons that were like more popular, like Christmas or like during the summer when a lot of people tend to go to Disney, those were like your higher point seasons. But now what they've done in the last two years is now we have seven. So there are seven travel seasons. So some rooms became more expensive. Some got cheaper. It, it's like their way 
of distributing when members are visiting. So it's not like we're all trying to go at the same time of year because then nobody would get a room. Can you explain? I don't think we actually asked. Can you explain what like the points are, what they mean kind of things? I think we just kind of started saying points. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. So the easiest way for me to explain points is to think of them as cash. Like when you book a room at Disney, you are booking a room that is a certain dollar amount and it's the same thing with points. So kind of like the rooms that you pay for with cash fluctuate depending on when you're traveling. It's the same thing with points. Like if you wanted to stay Sunday to Thursday, you're going to pay fewer points than you would if you stayed like Friday, Saturday. And then if you're going in a low season, like September 1st through 30th is a low season because kids are going back to school and people don't want to bring their kids out. So you can get pretty good point deals then. Whereas if you traveled like the week of Christmas, you're going to pay a lot more for the same room. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. So you say that your home resort is Oki West. Can you explain what home resort means then as far as your points and stuff like that, how that works? Yeah. So I am a member at Oki West. So I own a very, very small portion of that resort. I couldn't tell you what the number is from my contract, but I know it's less than like 5%. Um, so For what some a home- reason, I think it's like 0. 0.0 something percent. I'm pretty sure what, from <laughs> when I looked at it. It's a real small number. So Old Key West as my home resort is the resort that I own my points at. So what that means is 11 months before I want to go to Disney, I can book a room at Old Key West. Okay. And every other resort that I don't own points at, I can book seven months in advance. So for my own sanity, I usually book at the 11 months just so I know I I at least have a room for when I want to travel. And then when it comes to the seven months, I'll switch to whatever resort I wanted to stay at for that trip. Okay, that's genius. (laughs) Do you like Old Key West as your home resort? I do. I like, especially since they did the refer back in 2019, because I did stay there in 2018 and she needed a refurb. But ever since they've done it, like the rooms there are just gorgeous. And since it was the first DVC resort, the rooms are the biggest because they were just trying to make home away from home. So they wanted all the rooms to be very big. So for the value of the points that you're paying, you get this giant room that was just redone. So I love Old Key West. Gotcha. I've been stayed there. I loved it. And it was so cheap because we rented the points to stay there and it was Mm -hmm. like, super affordable yeah yes definitely good like value definitely I've heard Gina say multiple times that like there's sections of the hotel like blocked off for you guys so you don't stay in a normal room you stay in like a DVC room right Mm -hmm. so the resorts that are considered like standalone DVC so the only type of room they have is like a DVC villa. So like a studio, a one bedroom, a two bedroom, and a grand villa. So those resorts are Old Key West, Saratoga, and Riviera right now. But then other resorts that are kind of split as like regular resort and then DVC, our rooms don't look like the regular hotel rooms. So even if you're staying in a studio, instead of having like two queen beds like you would in the resort room, You'll have a bed and then a couch bed or a Murphy bed. And then you'll have like a kitchenette area with like a fridge, a coffee maker, a toaster, and then like cups and plates and stuff that you can use to like make food in the room. 
Cool. Utensils. That's like one of my favorite parts because that's yes. not, <laughs> that should be standard in hotel rooms and it's not, but in the DVC rooms, you get utensils and it's beautiful because <laughs> you don't realize how often you need a fork. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to cut in really, really quick here to give you a word from our sponsor. Our podcast is sponsored by 407 and Beyond Vacation Club. Vacation Co. Club. <laughs> the Vacation Club. I've said it too many times. Vacation Co. They are a Disney and Universal Orlando travel agency. 407 and Beyond books and plans perfect family vacations to destinations such as Walt Disney World, Universal Orlando, Disney Cruise Line, and more. It doesn't cost extra to book with them, and their services are 100% free, so the vacation planners really just help their clients plan the perfect family vacation, so all they have to do is show up, have fun, and create those family memories. You can start by getting a free no-obligation quote at 407vacations.com. We will also be putting that link in our show notes, so don't you worry there. And as you will learn by the end of this episode, you can still use a vacation planner when you're using DVC. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Be sure to contact 407 and Beyond Vacation Co. if you plan on going to Disney World. And back to the show. I want to touch base again. So I have two thoughts in my head because this is all like brand new to me. I didn't do any research before because I really wanted to be like the, the person that knew nothing. Um, <laughs> That's how you went about it. So Gina talked about renting points. When you rent these points, do you check in normally with the points? Like, do you go to like the hotel desk and like say, oh, hey, like I have these points? Like, how do you go about that? So there's two ways that someone who's not a DVC member can go about renting points. Um, so I'll just go over them real quick. So the first is renting someone's points, just kind of putting yourself out on like a third party rental website and saying like, hey, I want to go to Disney these dates and I would like to stay in this resort. And then that company will match you with a member who has those points and that resort to book. And they will go on to the DVC member website. They'll book the resort for you. Everything will be in your name. So when you get there, like everything's in your name. You don't have to Aww. say like, oh, I'm so-and-so's guest or anything like that. Like it's all taken care of. You load it into My Disney Experience like any other resort stay. And then Aww. you can book your dining, your Genie Plus, like all that is all on you. Um, and then there's renting confirmed reservations. So how that works is say I book the week of Christmas at the Polynesian and then for whatever Ooh, reason, be expensive. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, keep going. I, I shoot high in the hypotheticals. Yes, I love it. Keep I would never. Did you rent a bungalow? Okay. So let's say I've rented a bungalow. Nice. Okay. <laughs> At the Polynesian. I don't have the points for that, but let's just say I do. And for whatever reason, I can't go. I can't go. I can't use the room, but I don't want to like cancel and kind of lose those points. So what I can do as the member is go on one of those websites and say like, hey, I have this week and this room. Does anybody want it? And then you as the non-member would rent that room and then I would get paid for it. So that's renting a confirmed reservation. Cool. Um, and I always recommend when people rent points, I know it's a big thing to like go in Facebook groups and kind of rent them. 
privately, like between individuals. But I always recommend that people go through a third party company um, like DVC rental store is a great one. And that way, like there is a contract between you, the non-member and the DVC member so that everybody knows what the expectations of the other people are. So the DVC member knows that they have to book the room for you and they will get paid for it. And you as the non-member know that you owe the member money. So. Oh yeah. You see horror stories all over those Facebook. Yep. <laughs> I've done it through Facebook and I have to say it was nerve wracking and I stalked the poop out of the stranger who I rented from because <laughs> I was like, I'm showing up at your house. If, if something goes wrong, if you are ripping me off, but yeah, it's definitely, it's a scary thing to do. And like, it's definitely, I would say it's worth that extra three dollars per point or whatever you're going to end up paying to do it through the website if you unless you know somebody if you know them it's not sketchy if yeah. you don't if, know if, them if it is a member that you know in real life and like you can trust definitely like consider that option but going through a store like a company like dvc rental store like you have that whole like intermediary team between you and the member so if anything goes wrong like you have people that you can lean on to help yeah Definitely makes a difference because you're spending a lot of money, even with mm -hmm. the rentals. It's obviously cheaper than buying at rack rate, but it's still, it's a lot of money. Don't, <laughs> don't throw your money away. Okay. So let's say we got Disney Vacation Club. You said that you saved for a very long time to do it. Do you know on average what it tends to cost? I know you said the price per point, like is there, or like, or maybe what you need for like down payments or things like that. Yeah, so um, when I purchased into Old Key West, at the time it was 155 a point. It has since gone up a lot. So the point cost does fluctuate. Sometimes DVC will do incentives for like current members to add on, like we'll get kind of a discount on points. The average person I think is able to afford DVC. When I bought in, I worked at a small nonprofit. I did not make a ton of money. I'm still not rolling in the dough now. <laughs> I'm still able to afford DVC. So what I chose to do and what a lot of people choose to do is you can finance through Disney or if you buy resale, you can finance through other companies like Monero Financial is a great one or you can finance like through a credit union. And I chose to do the 10-year finance through Disney. So every month I pay a certain amount for 10 years. And if I want, I can pay that off earlier. They do also offer five-year financing. Um, for me, it just wasn't going to be affordable at that time. And you can either put down 10 to 20%. I chose to do 20 so that I didn't have to finance quite as much. But DVC is not just for rich people. Like, Anybody can make it work in your budget. It's like having another small mortgage and you can write off the interest on your taxes. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. If you don't mind me asking, with financing through Disney, the interest rates, is that almost like the interest rates on a home would be? Does Disney determine that? Is it a set interest rate? How does that work? So timeshare loans do tend to be a little higher in interest because they're considered like a luxury item. So you're not going to get the interest rates that you would get like if you bought a house. The mortgage rate isn't going to be that low. For Disney, the lowest that they will go is a 9.9% interest rate. And that depends on your credit, how much you put down, things like that. 
the highest that I've seen is like 15%, but that is on like the extreme end. Mm -hmm. Um, Most people tend to be in like that 10 to 12 range. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Sorry if that was multi-personal. I was just curious. No, I listen, I'm an open book. When people DM me and ask me how much I paid, I will tell you like exactly well, how much so I paid. It's so great to know because when you're looking at these things, like you could tell someone how it works all you want, but let's be mm-hmm. honest, for most people, it comes down to that dollar amount. Yeah. Like, what is it going to cost me? <laughs> <laughs> like all uh, that stuff that you're doing looks super fun. How much did it cost you? How much did it cost? <laughs> so while we're talking the money aspect of it all. Mm-hmm. Can we talk like annual dues, things like that? And this, like there, we know that there are them. So how do, how do they work? So when you buy into DVC, there's two costs that I tell people to think about. The first one is the one that everybody thinks about, which is your upfront. How much is this contract going to cost me? So that is your per point purchase. That is your upfront money. Um, or if you finance it, it's what you're going to be paying a loan on. And then there's annual dues which that money goes towards paying um, our property taxes, uh, maintenance on the resort. It goes to paying the DVC staff. And then there's other administrative fees, like keeping the website running, um, which like all Disney IT, it does glitch, but it it works for the most part. (laughs) A lot of people Um, on it. So that is what our annual dues money goes towards. And that is due for the life of the contract. So for as long as I am a member owning at Old Key West, I have to pay my annual dues. And there's two ways that people can do it. Some people choose to pay them all at once every year. You have to pay by January 15th, and then the grace period is until February 15th. So you will pay all your dues, one lump sum. Some people do it on gift cards. It's great way. It's a good way to save money. Yeah. Um, I, however, choose to do the monthly option. So every month, my checking account just gets pulled for my dues. So for me, it's just easier than paying like one lump sum right after Christmas. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, that date surprised me literally for that reason. I was like, that is immediately after the holidays. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. So how how much are the annual dues? It's based per point, correct? Yeah, so um, your dues are charged per point. So how much you pay in dues is going to depend on a couple different things. It's going to depend on how many points you own at a resort. It's going to depend on how old that resort is because older resorts need a lot of maintenance. Um, It depends on where your resort is. The beach resorts tend to be a little more expensive. So your Hilton Head, Vero Beach, and Alani, because they are on beaches that are prone to storms, and you will have to pay for that damage. And then if your resort gets a refurbishment, your dues might go up a little bit just to cover that cost. If your resort has a lot of different transportation options, like some of that might be factored in, um, like buses, Skyliner, monorail, stuff like that. So right now, as we're talking in May of 2022, um, one of the cheaper resorts to own at right now is actually Grand Floridian, which is shocking (laughs) never would have guessed that one (laughs) yeah so that resort um it's not very old and it also splits the cost of maintenance at the resort with the resort side like the cash paying guests so the owners there get a little bit of a break because they're not covering the cost of the whole thing whereas right now the most expensive resort to own at Walt Disney World is Old Key West (laughs) 
because Strictly. she is 31 years old. So only slightly older than myself. She needs, she needs a lot of work. She's a big resort. And the refurb that just happened in 2019, like we're still kind of recouping the cost of that. Can you change your resort or like you have to just have that as your home resort because you started out with it? So the only way that you can change your resort is to sell your contract and then buy in somewhere else. Oh my God. Start fresh. <laughs> yeah. But I wasn't overwhelmed like, already. I'm overwhelmed now. <laughs> you have to like start all over. Basically. If you have commitment yeah. issues, make sure you really like your resort. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like I remember someone saying that Animal Kingdom was a more expensive one to own at because the dues that you paid were supposed to also help with like the animal upkeep. And I don't know how accurate that was, but someone told me that. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty accurate just because like the savannah is considered part of the resort. But again, like you run into the situation that you get at a place like Grand Floridian where you're splitting with cash mm-hmm. guests. So it kind of offsets that cost for the member. I think Animal Kingdom right now is kind of middle of the pack. It's not a super old resort. It hasn't gotten a refurb in a bit. So right now, like they're pretty solidly in the middle. Gotcha. I stayed at that one a few weeks ago. I loved it. I will be there in November for the first time. I'm so excited. Oh, it was so, so it was so good. And we were in we were in a DDC room, but we weren't at Kadani. We were at Jumbo House. Do I have that right? Yeah, Kadani yes. is the one that's fully DVC. Jumbo House is split. So it was so funny because we were like, where are the DVC rooms? Because when you get to them, <laughs> they have the little sign, the little plaque there. Mm-hmm. And then we got to it and it was, oh, it was so good. It was so cute. I loved it. Oh, yay. I will get to stay at both sides in November. So we're really? doing um, two nights on the DVC side, which is Kadani. And then we'll do our last night in Jumbo. Nice. I liked Jumbo's everything better I'm not gonna lie there was more food and stuff like the better food I thought was at Kadani but that's Mm -hmm. because I really like Sanaa but (laughs) Jumbo I liked the lobby I just felt like I was walking into the most grand lobby it was so beautiful and it was so different than what you normally see oh so good I will also recommend because we're talking about Animal Kingdom Lodge even though I've never stayed there if you happen to be in the area and you have a little time Definitely do the DVC tour there because they show you a Savannah View Grand Villa and it's two stories and like it has floor to ceiling windows and you can like see out onto the Savannah. It is gorgeous. I would kill to see one of those. Home resort. The biggest I've ever seen is a one bedroom. And even that I was like, this is overwhelming. This is amazing. So I can't imagine the Grand Villas in any resort. I will, I will give you a list of the resorts that you have to see because most of them will show you the Grand Villa because like, that's kind of how they get you. Um, (laughs) but pretty much any DVC resort right now, you can just walk up to the little DVC desk where there's a cast member and just ask for the tour and they will gladly show you everything. Plus there's probably not many people in the Grand Villas normally, so it's probably open to show you. (laughs) Not to jump conversation or whatever, but I just want to clarify all resorts are, could be home resorts, right? There's no like, All Stars is not (laughs) DVC. Yes. So there are certain resorts that are considered DVC and I can go over the list that I have next to me. Absolutely. So Walt Disney World, you'll have Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is split into Jumbo House and Kadani Village. Then you have Bay Lake Tower, Beach Club Villas, Boardwalk Villas, 
Boulder Ridge Villas, and Copper Creek, which are both at Wilderness Lodge. And then you have Old Key West, Polynesian, Riviera, Saratoga Springs, and then the villas at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. And then at Disneyland, right now, the only one that's open is the villas at Grand Californian, but we are getting a new tower at the Disneyland Hotel, which should be open in a couple oh, years. Nice. <laughs> and then the beach resorts. So these are resorts that aren't connected to a theme park at all. So you have Alani, which is in Hawaii, Hilton Head in South Carolina, and then Vero Beach, which is about a 90-minute drive from Walt Disney World. So I have a general rule of thumb is if it's a deluxe resort, it's a DVC resort. Yep. For Disney World. For Disney World. Yes. So gotcha. moderates and values won't be DVC. And okay. you can buy into any one of those resorts. So you don't have to go through resale to get a resort that's sold out. You can ask if you're, want if you're wanting to buy directly through Disney. They will tend to push the resorts that aren't sold out yet. So right now that's Alani and Riviera and now... They just added some more points at Grand Floridian because we're getting a new building. So they will kind of try to steer you towards those and there will be more incentives to buy into those resorts. But when I bought in, they were still selling Copper Creek and I did not have Copper Creek money. <laughs> so I literally asked my guide, I'm like, listen, I want to buy 150 points, which that was my first contract. I wanted to buy 150 points and I want to spend this much money. So I was given the option of Saratoga or Old Key West, like that fit in my budget. And if you're buying because you want to stay at Beach Club, you can ask to buy at Beach Club. They might put you on a wait list if they don't have inventory to sell you right away. But most of the time you get whatever resort you ask for. Can you explain the difference between buying direct from Disney and resale? Yes. So this is probably next to the, how much did you pay for it? This is the question that I get the most often. I believe so, that. <laughs> so buying direct through Disney is the quickest and it is almost too efficient in how quickly you will spend money with Disney. So what you'll do is you'll either do an in-person tour with a vacation guide, or you'll do it over the phone, which is what I did. And they'll walk you through all the resorts that they have for sale right now. You can ask to buy whatever resort you want. They'll walk you through what your loan costs are going to be if you finance, um, how to use your points. Like they'll kind of give you the DVC 101 in your tour, your phone call. The points are bought and loaded into your account extremely quickly. Like mine, I think I gave them my 20% on the 13th. And by the 14th, I had my points and could book wherever I wanted. As it should be. I love that. As it should you be. You spend all that money. They should be given right to you. Yes. Are DVC guides money or are they like a travel agent where it's like free? So you don't have to pay to do a DVC tour. The vacation guides are paid on commission, kind of like realtors are. So you can schedule your appointment with them completely for free. And most people that I hear that do the in-person tour, they actually tell you to go home and think it over because they don't want you to buy when you're in like vacation mode. Yeah. Because if you buy when you're in vacation mode, you might spend a little too much money and then you get home and you regret it. So a lot of people will take like a couple days or they'll wait till they go home and then they'll call the guy that they did the tour with and purchase. I did not do that. <laughs> I, I think my vacation guide had like the world's easiest job because I already knew someone who was a member and I was basically sold on it from the jump. Um, I think we had maybe a 45 minute phone call and I bought in. Oh my um, God. Yeah. 
<laughs> Weird question. Were you on hold for a while before no. they got? No. Okay. No. So if you, if you make an appointment to do a phone tour, usually they will call you some states, okay. some states, they have to send you like a waiver because you have to give explicit permission to be solicited for a timeshare. So New Jersey is one of those states. I had to sign like some electronic waiver through email, but they will call you at the appointed time and they will spend as long as you want on the phone. So as many questions as you have, they will answer because they really want you to understand what you're buying. They don't want you to buy it. And then two months later be like, I can't even use this. I don't know how this works. I hate it. And I want to get rid of it. So yeah. Gotcha. You know, what's funny about the thing you said about Jersey. I'm pretty sure you have to be a certain age to do them too. Cause yeah. I definitely won something at Trent Thunder one time and then <laughs> won something for the hard quotations <laughs> on that. And I would have had to go to a timeshare thing. And when they called, they were like, Oh, you're too young. And I was, I was in my twenties when I won. I don't remember how old I was, but yeah, I think, age. I think for New Jersey, you have to be 21. Okay. Um, which That's probably it. I was probably 20. Because I think you can buy a house at 18, but for some reason, timeshares fall under like a totally different category. So for those, you have to be, I think, 21 in New Jersey. Honestly shocked that it's not 25. Right? <laughs> I know. That's, well, like, yesterday. I feel like that's like the universal age of like being the adult. You can rent a car. Yeah, yeah. You should be like the timeshare, like 21, like you should be drinking heavily. <laughs> well, yesterday I went to a festival at Citizens Bank Park so in Philly and they told me we were like spinning a wheel and I want want a cruise again quotations I just wanted to spin the wheel I wanted the beaded necklace and they said that you had to be 25 to claim it because one of my friends won a trip and he couldn't claim it oh no I was like you can write my name if you want but you're putting your money like I'm not paying anything (laughs) but yes I don't know it's really weird Real quick, I'll go over um, how resale works because I know that was the other part of it. So resale is you're buying a contract that for whatever reason, a DVC member wants to sell. So either they just don't use it anymore or some people it's like a financial thing. Like they just kind of want to offload it for those reasons. And what they will do is they will list it with sort of like the rental situation. They will list it with a third-party company. One that I always recommend people check out is the DVC resale market. They have a really big inventory. They have pretty much every resort that you could think of and every size contract you could think of. So what you would do as the buyer is like go on their website, find the resort that fits you and how many points fit you and you would basically go into the process like you would of buying a house. Like I know Gina, like you probably just live this whole experience. So you'll make an offer. The seller will either counter the offer or accept it. And if they accept your offer, once you've agreed to a price, what will happen is your contract will go back to Disney in what's called right of first refusal or ROFR as it is affectionately known. (laughs) So what that means is Disney, since they are the timeshare company, they have the right to say, now we're just going to buy that back. And if they do that, the member will be paid the price that you agreed on. It just won't be from you. It will be from Disney and Disney will now own those points again. It used to be they had 30 days to exercise right of first refusal. Ever since COVID, they have laid off a pretty significant chunk of that staff. Um, so the rofer period was going into, I think the longest I heard someone waiting was like 80 days, but now we're kind of, 
we're kind of shifted back towards that 30 day. Most people will wait about three weeks to hear. So if during that period, Disney's like, nah, never mind, we don't want to buy those points back, have at it. That means they've waived right of first refusal and your sale will go through. So that means that you'll do your deposit, you'll secure whatever financing you had to get, and the contract is now yours. Um, the road bump that people have been hitting lately is even though the contract is yours, you have to wait for Disney to load the points into your account. Some people, it takes a couple days. I've heard some people waiting like three weeks and then they call and the points are in there the next day. So if you are thinking of buying resale, it will take a little bit longer. So please pack your patience. <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's worth it because you save so much money than if you went through Disney. Like at one point, I was considering adding on at Old Key West and I was considering doing through resale. And the price that I think we had agreed on at the time, it was like $110 a point. Whereas if I tried to do that now through Disney, I would be paying like $215 a point. So the savings are significant. It's just going to be a longer process. Gotcha. There are perks to buying through Disney versus resale, correct? I know at one point people were livid because they changed the minimum points you needed for the perks, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Disney has changed that number since I bought in four years ago. They've changed that number three times. So it used to be you had to buy 50 points in order to get the perks. Then it was 75 and then it went to 100 and now it's at 150. So Disney kind of changes that number as they feel, which they have every right to do. But there are, I always tell people to consider the resale restrictions, but don't let them be like the be all end all for you because it is written in our contract with Disney Vacation Club that our perks can go away or change at any time. So they're not things that are like set in stone guaranteed. You'll always get these things. As we saw with COVID. As we they, saw with COVID. <laughs> things that they promised us in the little timeshare thing in the DVC showing were the transportation. It was the extra magic hours, things like that, that just, mm -hmm. which are normal resort things as well. But that's like a reason to stay on Disney property that are now gone. Yep. Things can always change. Um, so right now, the resale restrictions that I can just think off the top of my head is the dining and shopping discounts. So if you're a resale member, when you pull up your digital membership card, it will show that you're a resale member to the cast member. So you may or may not get those discounts. It kind of depends on who you get. Policy-wise, you're not supposed to get those discounts. Also, wouldn't have access to the member lounge at Epcot which is in the Imagination Pavilion in that like glass pyramid. There's a little lounge up there. I love that lounge. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. <laughs> you would have access to Top of the World at Bay Lake Tower, which is at Contemporary. Right now it's not open, but when it does, resale members are allowed to use that lounge. What else? The, the Moonlight? Oh yes, Moonlight Magic. So resale members that purchase after, I believe it was 2016, are not permitted to go to the Moonlight Magic events. So if you bought before then, you're grandfathered in and you're allowed to register. Um, but after that, those events are closed to you. And what those events are, they're like after-hour parties, but they're free. And I will put that in quotes because you did pay at some point to attend this party. <laughs> the money that they use to like put on those parties comes out of direct sales for the year. So that's why resale members aren't included 
in those events because Disney didn't get your money to pay for the event. I've done the one at Epcot. It was so much fun. We walked on soar in like five times in a row because the so park, cool. the park is like, it feels like it's empty. Like it feels like nobody is there. And sometimes they'll do like free snacks, like popcorn, Mickey bars, fruit bars, soda, things like that. They used to do like a member fireworks show, like at some point in the night. From what I hear from the Epcot event, it was kind of reduced to like a light show where the harmonious barges are. But like it still makes you feel special. Like oh, they're so cool. So Moonlight Magic is a big perk that people will buy direct for just to kind of like be able to book them. But they are a lottery-based event. So they'll open registration and it's kind of like the run Disney queue, the AP previews, like things that they do like that, where you sit on your computer and you get a number and you hope that by the time you get in, you can register. So it's a very stressful morning when those pop up. (laughs) And you can bring guests to those, right? Yeah, I believe you can bring up to five guests per Mm -hmm. membership. So when I went in 2018, when we did the Epcot one, I brought my sister and my two cousins. So we had four of us all together. Very cool. Um, Yeah. So the last resale restriction I'll talk about is a new one that was introduced with Riviera. And this caused a big old blow up in the DVC community. Like this is all people talked about for months was the new Riviera restriction. So what it is, is if you purchase a resale contract at what are called the original 14 resorts. So all the resorts that aren't Riviera. If you purchase a resale contract through that, you will not be able to book at Riviera. You can't use your points there. That's sneaky. Yeah. And then the the other thing they snuck in there was if you bought a Riviera resale contract, you could only book at Riviera. You can't book anywhere else. I just got goosebumps. Okay, wait. I can... I can understand to a point the first half of that and I could live with that but to tell you that you can only go to one resort what mm-hmm. Disney, yeah, no. so, so that caused a big rift in the community for a very long time it's we're still kind of feeling it but now that the Riviera has been open for a while and people have stayed there some people like don't care about the restriction and they'll buy Riviera resale just because they want to stay there. Because right now it is kind of hard to book it if you don't own there. I've gotten lucky once. And it's because DVC hasn't like bought all the inventory. Like they don't own all the rooms yet. So oh. you're kind of picking from a limited number of rooms. Um, some people, it kind of turned them off to resale because they're like, well, I want to stay at Riviera. And if I buy like this beach club resale, I can't stay there. So that was how Disney like got a big number of people that I think wouldn't have normally paid for direct. That's how they kind of got them to do it. I would think in that case, then the people who are buying Riviera resale are people who already have contracts with more than enough points and Mm -hmm. we're going to get more points anyway. So just did that because then worst comes to worst, you can't go, you rent them out for the year. Yep. You get the confirmed reservation. So like, they're not going to be getting like many newer people, I'd assume from it. But like you said, I'm sure that was their logic. So it doesn't matter. But it was, it was kind of funny when it was happening because I think it was, um, oh God, it was sometime in January. I'm pretty sure it was like January 15th was like the cutoff for that resale restriction where like you wouldn't be able to book at Riviera. So you had all these people that they just wanted to be members or they just wanted to add on resale, but they wanted to stay at Riviera and they were buying like 
that day, that last day, just to like be able to get that perk. That's insane. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like the thing that I see people do more often than not, and it's basically what you said you talked about doing was you buy through Disney at first. And then if you want to add on, then you go resale. Is that like what you would recommend? Um, For most people it is. For me, that recommendation kind of shifted a little bit when Disney shifted how many points you needed to buy to get the membership perks. Because 150, it's a pretty significant number. Like it's what I bought in as a single person thinking like, oh, I'll go to Disney like four times a year and I'll use my points for it. Like it's still a big number. But I, if people are like dead set on getting all the direct perks, like Moonlight Magic and the discounts and access to the member lounge, like I will recommend they buy the minimum that they need to buy direct. And then whatever else you have to add on, do it through resale. Make sure that you're buying into the same resort. Some people I'll recommend they have the same use here, which is when your points renew every year. But that that's always my recommendation. And if I add on, it will not be, it will not be through Disney. <laughs> Wait, you recommend going through the same resort? People who I know who have done it actually do different resorts. So the reason that I recommend the same resort is at 11 months, you'll have that whole big pool of points to use. Whereas if I owned like half my contract was at Old Key West and half of it was at Saratoga, if I wanted to book at 11 months, I could only either book at Old Key West or Saratoga and I can't combine those points. Okay. So yeah. If Which you're I think is actually have... why the people I know did it that way. So that way they had more <laughs> options at the... Yeah. 11 and, month mark. And some people do, like some people just want to have more options and more opportunities to like get into other resorts. I'm kind of of the mindset where I don't really care where I stay. I want to have like the most points I can at that 11 month mark. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense to me. Question coming from this, you book so often, do you feel like you can't go anywhere else but Disney when you, you book a vacation? Um, I will confess to being like a full-blown Disney adult. Like when I think of vacation, I'm going to Disney. Yep. I have gone to that other park down the street once since I became a member. The but best way I've ever heard anyone explain Universal. I'm sorry. The that other was park down the street. My brain yes. went to Jersey. and I, I know. I was like, Six Flags? Nope. <laughs> I was like, she's talking Six Flags. Nope. She's talking about Universal. Universal. <laughs> but for me, like, I, I just love Disney so much that I don't feel locked into it like for me when I think of vacation I think of Disney or I think of going to Orlando so I want to stay at Disney but if there was like a year I didn't want to go I would either roll those points into the next year and just use them then or rent them out like I don't feel locked into going to Disney it's usually where I choose to go but like I could go anywhere else and be totally fine with it do you ever go without going into the parks I did one time. (laughs) Was it weird? It wasn't actually. So I was looking on the DVC site. Um, I probably do this once a week more if I'm trying to like change my resort for my next trip. Um, But I just like to go on and see like what's available, like what rooms have popped up and what if people canceled because like dining reservations, people change their plans all the time. So I was sitting at my desk one night And I was just like, let me just see what's available. And I think at this point it was March and there was a Riviera room that had opened for like a weekend in June. And 
I didn't even think about it. I just booked it. And then I was like, I'll just ask for the vacation time later. I had to take like one day. But those rooms, like since they pop up so rarely, I was like, I have to go this week and I have to see Riviera. Like I got to stay there. So that weekend, it was me and my boyfriend, Nick, who went and we decided that we were going to really enjoy the resort because it would probably be one of the few times for a little while we'll get to stay there. So we did Topolino's for breakfast. We hung out by the pool. We went to Bar Riva, which is like their little lounge next to the pool. And then the only thing that we did outside the resort was Disney Springs. Like we would go there at night and like go for dinner and stuff like that. But it was like, we still talk about that vacation like to this day because it was the most relaxed that we've ever been at Disney. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of my favorite things about Disney. You have that option if that's what you want. Yep. But you can use Disney Vacation Club points at other hotels, can't you? Isn't there a way to book a Hilton in Ohio if that was what you wanted? So you can. That is that is a perk that's only reserved for direct members or people that bought resale before that like 2016 date. So what Disney Vacation Club has is there's a couple different options for how you can use your points if you're eligible for it. So they have the Disney collection, which is the Disney-owned resorts that are not DVC. You can use your points there. Then we also have an exchange with another timeshare program called Interval International. It used to be RCI, but it changed pretty recently. And those are a collection of resorts around the world. So you can basically pick a week at any of those resorts using your points. And there's like a $90 exchange fee, um, but it's pretty minimal. And then in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, pretty minimal. You can also use your points to book a Disney cruise. Those tend to get pretty high in points. So some people will book like one person in the room on points and then everybody else will pay cash. And then you can also use them for adventures by Disney, which I believe most of them are back up and running ever since COVID. Some of them still have some restrictions, but even though you can use your points for all those things and they're all wonderful and great, I advise people against it because it's actually, you don't get like the money value out of your points than if you paid cash. Like I think right now DVC is basically giving you like $8 a point to do those things. Whereas if I rented my points out and then paid with cash, I could make as much as $18 a point. Wow. I love that you're saying that because that is how my brain thinks. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, how do I get the most out of this thing? Like my work gives away free stuff and they also give away gift cards. And I want the gift cards to buy the exact free stuff because it, yep. then I have change and it's a better deal. Like it's, I feel like it's the same concept. Like how can I get the most? Yeah. So if, if people are really wanting to like do a Disney cruise, I always tell them like, do not use your points to book that unless you're booking like the DVC member cruise, which they do one or two of those a year. And those you have to use points to book. I always recommend to people rent your points out, take the cash and book that cruise vacation. Cause you'll end up getting so much more money and value wise that way. That is so smart. Sam, I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. That's so smart. So you talked about the discounts and things like that. What are the discounts like? Are they good ones? Are they worth it? For me, who is a person who likes to buy a lot of things at Disney, um, they are worth it for me. So on shopping, most places you'll get 
like most Disney owned places, you'll get up to 20% on select merchandise, like limited edition things. Sometimes you won't get a discount on that. You also can get discounts at some of the stores at Disney Springs that aren't owned by Disney. I think right now Under Armour has like a 10% discount if you're a member. For me, I always recommend people just ask. Even if you don't think they'll take it, just ask and sometimes like you'll get a discount there. You can also get discounts on tours and spa experiences. So if you're a person who kind of likes to live it up at Disney, definitely check what those discounts are and then use them accordingly. Uh, I know a cool fact. This is my cool fact for the day. Okay. The way that they determine if you get a discount I'm sorry. It's not for everyone. It's for cast members. The way they determine on if a cast member gets a discount at Disney Springs is if when the store comes in and signs their contract with Disney, Disney says, will you give our cast members a discount? If you do, we'll give your cast members a discount. And if they say, no, we're not giving your cast members a discount, then their cast members get not like their employees. They get nothing from Disney, including like admission and things like that. It's all based off if the store is willing to give that 10 to 20% to cast members. And that's my cool fact for the day. (laughs) I wouldn't call that a cool fact. (laughs) I think it's kind of cool. It's like, it's, you give, you scratch our back, we scratch yours. And some people just don't want to scratch When they say no. (laughs) I don't know why people would say no, but they do. They do. They do. And then there's discounts on food, right? Yep. So most dining locations, it's up to 10% but it does not include alcohol. So you will get the discount on the food. You will not get it on any like beer, wine, or cocktails that you get. So keep that in mind. Disney really doesn't like that alcohol. (laughs) I don't know if you're allowed to do that legally because no one ever does it. Yeah. But they make it so yummy. That's the problem. (laughs) Disney alcohol is like superior alcohol. It makes me not like drinks other places. I'll order the exact same drink I ordered in Disney, and I'm like, how come it didn't come with a show? And why doesn't it taste the way it tasted there? <laughs> I think it's also the adrenaline we have there. Probably. Yeah. I like are just she better. so much that she knew what that meant. <laughs> she- adrenaline. I didn't have to explain it. The worst is when you fly home and the adrenaline wears off very quickly. <laughs> it just immediately starts fading as soon as you hit Unless the airport. Unless you buy things and then you like open the bag when you get home. Like you're like, I'm not yeah. going to touch this until I get home. And then you open it and you're like, oh, look at all this new stuff. I like to buy snacks for the airport. Yeah. Like my, here's, here's my Rice Krispie treat for the airport. Here's my caramel apple for the airplane. Like you have got to have it all set up to keep you happy the whole way home. The goofy or Chippendale pretzels that'll last like weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Chippendale, that's the goldfish, right? That's the Chippendale ones. Oh no, uh, it's the pretzels. But now they changed them to goofy, I think. Because like back in like the early 2000s, we used to only get the pretzels and wait in line and eat those. I know goofy is gummies too. Mm-hmm. It's all those overpriced snacks yeah. that, that you throw the dining plan at at the end of the trip <laughs> when you have the extra thing, extra yeah. snacks on the dining. RIP dining plan. <laughs> Is uh, there anything, while I'm saying that, it's, sorry, just real quick, anything stipulations with the Disney dining plan when that was in play? So we didn't get a discount on the dining plan, but I loved it. I think I used it my first three trips as a member, just because I liked the convenience of paying for my food before I got there. I think I got one time where alcohol, like if you 
ordered one alcoholic drink, it was included in your dining plan. And I thought that was such a great value. And then it went away. It hasn't come back. (laughs) That's so sad. So I'm very sad that there's no dining plan still. I loved it. I liked it because I'm really, really cheap. Like I do the math Mm -hmm. on everything I do. I'm very stingy with my money. And I don't order expensive things sometimes, even when they're what I want when it comes to food. And because everything was prepaid for, like you pay for the most expensive meal. So I go up there and I'm like, what's your most expensive thing? Perfect. Give it to me. And I (laughs) throw my magic band at them. We did have a question from Instagram that that wasn't one that we had. And it was just asking what's, well, I guess they were talking to us, but we'll talk to you. Your favorite resort studio room. So I'm well-versed in the studios because I bought to stay in them. I haven't stayed in all of them yet, but my favorite is kind of a tie for first. Um, So I love the studio at the Polynesian and I love the studio at the Riviera. And it is basically for the same reason, which is going to sound like a weird reason, but I promise it makes sense. So with those studios, you basically get two bathrooms, which is unheard of. So how you're gonna say that. <laughs> so the reason why I love the Polynesian having the two bathrooms is when I stayed at the Polynesian, it was me, my cousin, and well, me, two cousins, and my sister. So we had four girls in one room. So the Polynesian studio has one room that's just this like giant rainfall shower stall and then like a vanity. And then the other bathroom has like your toilet, your shower tub combo, and then another vanity. So for four girls getting ready every morning to go to the park, having those two bathrooms, like it just made life so much easier. Could they have used the room for the one bathroom for like a bigger living space? Like sure, but I think it just makes sense. And then Riviera is basically set up almost the same way, except instead of being like two separate rooms, you have like a set of pocket doors that separates them. So on the one side of the pocket door, you have this giant marble, like floor to ceiling shower and the toilet. And then on the other side of the door, you have your vanity and another shower tub. So if you're trying to like get the most out of your points and you have four adults staying in that room because it will sleep four, like it's just, it makes life so much easier to have the two bathrooms. One of the perks I heard someone say with the Polynesian one was they had a kid that was at a pack and play and mm-hmm. they actually stuck the pack and play in one of the bathrooms. I'm assuming yep. the one without the <laughs> toilet and shut the door for nap time and bedtime. And then you're not stuck laying there in the dark and silence trying to let your kids sleep because they're basically in their own bedroom. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot of uses, but that one is definitely one I've heard before too. Of people being like, okay, like they have their own space and we didn't have to get a one bedroom in order to to do that milk that as long as you can yes (laughs) save that money do you want to talk about banking and borrowing yes can you explain like you had said about rolling points over if you didn't want to use them so what does that mean so dbc members can bank their points into the next year so i get 175 points every year that's my contract size if i decide you know what I'm really not going to use all these points. Maybe I have like 75 left over. What I can do is roll those points over or bank them into the next year. And then now I have 75 more points to play with next year. Um, The thing to keep in mind is once you bank points, that transaction is permanent. You can't reverse it. 
And those banked points have to be used in that next year or you lose them. So just the thing to keep in mind if you do it. You can also borrow points. So if I want to book a room that's going to cost me 200 points, I obviously don't have that every year. So I can borrow 25 points from the next year. And again, just like banking, it's a permanent transaction. I can't reverse it. Once they're borrowed, that's it. I have to use them or lose them. Right now, because of COVID and kind of the availability crisis that it's kind of caused with people like not being able to travel or use their points like as much as they wanted to. We're only allowed to borrow 50% of each contract. So for some people that caused a real problem because maybe they bought like a 50 point contract thinking they could borrow 50 points from the next year and have a hundred to use every other year. They can't right now. They can only borrow like 25. So we're hoping that restriction gets lifted soon, but right now it seems like it's it's kind of here to stay. So banking and borrowing, and then the other thing you can do is combine points, right? So if me and you both had it and we wanted to stay together, we could stay together and go somewhere a little more expensive or whatever we wanted to do with it. Yeah, so that would be like a point transfer. It kind of works the same as running points, actually, except you're doing it between two members. So I could transfer my points to you. You could transfer your points to me. We could either choose to use them together on like one big booking, or if I know I'm not going to use my points, but I want to give them to you, it's basically like me renting them to you. So all of the perks that I have with wherever I own would transfer to you. So like if you didn't own at Beach Club and I did, like that perk would transfer to you as far as like booking. And then there's also what are called one-time use points. So members can purchase up to 24 of these points every year to complete a reservation. So if you don't want to like borrow from the next year or you don't have any points bank that you can use, you call DVC and you tell them like, hey, I want to book this room, but I'm a little short. Like, can you sell me some points? And right now there are $19 a point. And like I said, you can buy up to 24 of them. They do come with some restrictions. So you can only use them within the seven month booking window. So like I couldn't book Old Key West 11 months out with those points, like they wouldn't sell them to me. And they kind of have the same restrictions as points that you've banked or borrowed. Like I have to use them in that year or I've lost them. They can't be banked. They can't be borrowed. Like they live in whatever year you bought them in. Gotcha. A 19. That's like what it would be about if you rented them online too. So it's kind of- Yeah, that's not too bad. No, that's not too bad. Especially if you just needed a few more to get where you needed to be. If you need a couple more, but you don't want to add on like a whole other like little contract, it's Mm -hmm. it's an easy way to do it. Gotcha. Cool. And just a little thing I wanted to share because that just made me think of it. Just so everyone knows, if you do rent points, you get the perks that a DVC member would get at the resort. If I rented points for a one bedroom from somebody, one bedrooms have laundry in them. I can do the laundry. If I'm renting a studio, I would actually have access to the DVC laundry room because I'm considered a DVC guest at that point. And the other big one that really can sell it for people is if you rent points from someone, you get free parking. Yep. At your DVC resort because Disney Vacation Club members get free parking. It's a big perk. <laughs> that is a big one. That's like 25 bucks a day, depending on where you're staying. And then mm-hmm. because you have free parking at the resort, you can either use their transportation or you have free parking at the park if you want to drive. But then that money could make end up being really worth it. So did we go through all of the questions? Are there any other ones that we have? 
or anything else anyone would like to add or question or share or whatnot? I think someone asked a question that I usually get a lot, which is like, is it worth it? Oh, yes. What do you think? I think DVC can be worth it, but it's not going to be a cost-effective thing for everybody. So whenever someone sends me a DM and asks me about DVC and that they're thinking about buying it, like I always ask them the same questions. So I ask them like, who do you usually travel with? When do you usually go? And do you go to Disney at least once every other year? Because if you don't go at least once every other year, you're not going to get to use the membership like to its maximum potential. It's just not really cost effective for you. Mm-hmm. If you're a person who likes to stay in moderate or deluxe most of the time, it can offer like a bit of savings because you're basically locking in that room rate for the life of your contract. So when the resort rooms go up every year, like you're not really held to that same inflation. But if you're a person who you are perfectly fine staying at like pop century, art of animation, like values most of the time, it's really not going to save you any money. You would probably just be better off booking at those resorts for whenever you want to go to Disney. It also can be difficult if you are not like a type A planning kind of person. (laughs) So I am extremely type A. I've got spreadsheets for everything. I have spreadsheets for my points. So I like know where they're being used. And I do tend to book my vacations like very far out. Like at that 11 month, I always book at Old Key West if I know I'm going. It's really rare that I book within the seven month window. Like when Riviera popped up, I grabbed it. But usually my vacations are like very far planned out. And what that does is it kind of guarantees me the days that I want to stay in whatever room that I want to get. So if you're a person who is like super spontaneous and you book your trip like two months in advance, it might not work for you because a lot of DVC members are plan ahead kind of people. So when you go on to the site to book your trip two months in advance, there might not be any rooms left for you to book because all those other people booked them months ago. Um, Last minute availability, it does happen. But like I said, it's really rare and you might not get the dates, the resort and the room type that you want. You might kind of be held to whatever's left. Gotcha. (laughs) Do you know anything about like Marriott members versus like DVC members. My parents are Marriott members and I, not that I question why they didn't do DVC. We go on vacation elsewhere, but I feel like, I don't know how to ask this. (laughs) Like, do you know anything about that? I know a little about Marriott only because other than Disney Vacation Club, it tends to be like the most popular timeshare that people will buy into. And it's kind of like, just like you were saying for your parents, like they can kind of use it anywhere where there's a Marriott, which is like basically anywhere. (laughs) Um, So the only other research that I really have done in a Marriott is what their annual dues look like. And I've just found that Marriott's tend to increase every year more than Disney. So for people who are Disney people, it just might make more sense for them to buy into Disney Vacation Club instead of Marriott just because of that. Like, I think the one report I read was like Marriott goes up 10% every year, whereas DVC tends to be in like the three to 6% range. Yeah. So it's just a little easier for people to like project how much money they're going to spend over time with Disney. And then as far as international parks, does your DVC go there? 
So I have heard of people booking international parks with their DVC points. Those resorts do fall in the like that Disney collection I was talking about earlier because they are owned by Disney. But more often than not, I hear people rent out their points and then book with cash cool. just because you get a little bit more value out of it. Very cool. Seems to be the best way to go about most of it. Then <laughs> like, at the points, book it with cash. Book it with cash. <laughs> well, you answered a lot of questions right now. I don't have anything else, right? As of right now, I'm sure we'll be messaging you and being like, wait, Sam, we forgot this. We're curious. <laughs> I feel like how this episode went, I'll need some time to like you process. You can see it on mm-hmm. your face, Sab. This whole I'm time overwhelmed. this look of like... <laughs> I started taking notes. I saw. <laughs> I've never seen you listen in class. so intensely to yeah. someone. Like, we have guests on, and you active listen. This, you are, like, you're listening, listening. Well, you're I, taking in every word she's saying, and I love it. It's so funny I to watch. I have never done this before, and I really liked school. So, like, you're a fantastic person because you understand it so well that, like, when you talk, it I'm not zoning out. I'm like fully focused on you and what you're saying. So it's, it's you been make really- a great teacher. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> BBC 101 right here. BBC yeah. 101. We could start a school. I could teach Disney history. You could teach DVC 101. Sab, what do you got? You teach in Disney bio. You can tell us all about Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Animal Perfect. Kingdom. This is good, guys. We, we're we going to have a school up and running. Um, Sab, you're going to have to move a little just back closer this way because, like, we're not far from each other. Well, give me time. I'm working on it. Because, like, we we can't open the school halfway between the Northeast and Colorado. Omaha. It's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. I can go halfway between Philly and Atlantic City. I don't know if I can go halfway between. I'm, like, so glad that you were talking about, like, listening intently and taking notes because, like, that was kind of the whole reason I shifted like the focus of my account because I I used to in the beginning I was a travel agent so like that's what my Instagram account was for it was for like promoting myself as a travel agent but I would get so many questions about DVC because I was also promoting like I'm a DVC member and like this is where I stay and whatever um I was getting so many questions about it that I was like okay I have to figure out a way to like teach people this in small digestible manner yeah yeah so the first thing I did was the IGTV series learn DVC with me it was my first attempt at making video content because I didn't want to do like a whole YouTube like long form series I just wanted it to be like three minutes or less they are not on my profile anymore because I desperately need to redo them but I really liked when reels started blowing up I'm not great at TikTok but like reels, I kind of understand more. And since I already had an audience on Instagram, I was like, oh, I can just like use these to like educate people in even a shorter format. So a lot of my reels focus on DVC and I like using them because even though they're short, they invite a lot of questions. So every time I post something on like the cost of DVC, like how much it costs in a reel, that's like 15 seconds, I will get like 10 DMs about like, okay, how much did you pay? And how much is it going to cost me? And like, can you break it down for me more? So I love how they invite conversation, but they also teach you in a very short way. Yeah. That it's not overwhelming information. 
Yeah, I can, I can totally understand that. Cause I know even like watching your videos with DVC, they were three minutes. That wasn't bad for me to watch. My attention span could handle that. Cause it was something I was a hundred percent interested in reels. I can watch 10 seconds of something I'm not interested in. Cause it takes me that long to figure out if I am or not. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's why the success of reels has happened because like you don't need the long attention span to get it. And then, like you said, then you're like, oh, wait, how does that work? <laughs> but I definitely see part two coming soon because I feel like we're going to get a lot of questions about this one. Mm -hmm. There's so much more that I need to know. I have a question that I did think of. So you said that you were working with a travel agent. How does that work? Did you get a travel agent? What did you get a travel agent for? Because you have an annual pass and Disney Vacation Club. So I, through Instagram, have met like a ton of travel agents and the one that I use, her name is Sarah. She works for Never Look Back Vacations. She's amazing. The whole team there is awesome. Mm -hmm. But me and her actually met through a podcast Patreon group and we kind of became really good friends. And I had a trip, I think it was my December, 2021 trip where I wasn't going to be able to book my dining like on the day that it opened up. I think I had like a wedding or something and I just wasn't going to be able to like be on my computer at 6 a.m. like doing the yeah. thing. So I reached out to her and said like, do you have any kind of package where you can help a DVC member book like dining? And she was like, yeah, of course, like just, you know, send me what you want and I will get it all settled for you. So ever since she did that trip for me, she's done like every trip since like she's helped me book dining it was really helpful for this may trip that i just took because we wanted a lot of stuff that was hard to get we wanted crystal palace dinner we wanted topolino's breakfast like it was a lot of stuff yeah and then i also wanted to book savi's workshop so i could build my lightsaber so <laughs> it was it was good to have like that extra set of hands to help out and like be that person who could be on with me at 6 a.m like getting all those things. Um, and then another perk that like she's kind of thrown in for me is help with Genie Plus because I consider myself a Disney veteran. Genie Plus is like the bane of my existence. It was like, it was like I had to go to Disney school for like my doctorate in order to understand. <laughs> so she did a really great job of like breaking it down for me and like teaching me how to kind of hack it so that we could get all the rides that we wanted to get done mm -hmm. in our May trip. Um, and she also helped me book our first couple lightning lanes because when the 7 a.m. window opened, I was on a plane <laughs> with no Wi-Fi. Gotcha. Okay. So I texted her the night before and I said, listen, I'm going to go on at midnight. I'm going to buy Genie Plus for all four of us. Can you please just help me get this ride at 7 a.m.? And she was like, on it. So we landed at eight o'clock. I logged on my phone and like everything I needed was there. Very yeah. cool. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Just curious because we work with 407 vacation, probably very similar, mm -hmm. similar kind of thing. And I was like, huh, I wonder if that's something that like I usually rent DVC when I stay on Disney property. It's just how I prefer it. It's like, I wonder if that's something that I could like call them for. So cool. Good to know. There are still options for that. I would definitely ask. I mean, I don't know a lot of members that still use a travel agent just because like the bulk of their income, like the bulk of their commission comes from resort rooms and like, yeah. we don't really and park tickets and park tickets. And like, we don't really need that all the time. If you just need kind of like that extra set of hands, or maybe like you can't be on at 6am, maybe you have like kids <laughs> that have to be up at 6am and like, mm. you can't do it yourself. Like 
definitely ask because most travel agencies will kind of work out like a package for you. With GD Plus, do you think it's midnight of the time of the parks? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's Walt Disney World time. That's the best way to word it. Yeah. yeah. Midnight Walt Disney World time because it needs to be the day of in Walt Disney World. So yes, uh, you could probably go on at 10 p.m. and at buy 10 it. 10 p.m. Yep. If you're at, yep. Yeah. If you're in Colorado, you can buy it at 10 p.m. Yeah. Yes. We were talking about it. So when we woke up for Run Disney, because I'm over here, it was 3 a.m. for everyone else. It was 1 a.m. for me. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, you're all dying, but you can't complain. <laughs> I'm dying more than you. Cool. Well, that is all we have for now then. Sam, would you like to do any plugs real quick? Plug your Instagram, anything else you have? Sure. You can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at DVC Millennial. So I'm sharing DVC reels, like fun stuff for my trip. I filmed a ton of stuff for May. So that'll probably carry my account through to like my next trip, which is in November. If you ever have any questions about DVC, please send them my way. I will talk about it into the night if you let me. Like, I will just go on and on. And don't ever think that a question you send me is like a silly or a stupid question because I always get that little like disclaimer. Someone's like, this is probably a really stupid question. And there's no such thing. It's kind of a hard thing to understand for some people because there are so many like rules and like things involved. It's like Genie Plus, honestly. But I always tell people like, I read my contract so you don't have to. Like, you don't have to dig into it. I will help you do it. <laughs> I stand by my theory. You'd be a really good teacher. You literally Thank just like you. sound like a teacher with what you're saying right now. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I was very picky with my teachers. So that's a high compliment. I would rate Thank you yeah. very highly on rate my professor. Five stars for Sam. <laughs> I am a type A that sits in the front only because I can't see the board from the back. It's a high compliment. Listen, if you want, I will put together like a lovely PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> I will do it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I'm more of an index card person. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. If you ever want to come on again, you are more than welcome to. You were a great time. Oh, thank you so much. I was so happy when you guys said that you wanted to do a DVC Q&A because like I said, oh, I will talk yeah. about this forever. And It's I'm been like so on the back burner for a while. Like I think when we started the podcast, it was like, we have to do a DVC episode. <laughs> yeah. Plus I think when we asked people what kind of episodes they wanted, a lot of people actually said DVC. This episodes. one is requested a lot. So I'm glad yeah. we can finally give it to the listeners because it has been requested many, many times. And I'm so glad I could help. Thank yes, you. Because I definitely would not be, I would have to do research for days. Well, guys, if you'd like to find us on Instagram, we are at Spill the D Pod, or you can email us at spillthedpod at gmail.com. We follow Sam so you can find her through our page if you need, or we're going to be putting all of her info in the show notes as well. So we'll put a little quick link for you and you can just go ahead and find her. And until next week, do you guys want to say it together? No, yep. it's all it's all you, Sam. All you rank, oh, we will. <laughs> we will see you at the castle. Well, they'll be surprised. I'm not talking into the mic.